Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to tonight's edition of Students for Better Future Radio. I'm your host, Doreen Finkel, with Ruben Torres, and we are live. Once again, welcome to tonight's edition of Students for Better Future Radio. And folks, again, we're going to have another great evening. Um, we're going to be discussing the Ted Cruz campaign with the uh, Michigan State Director, Wendy Linday. She'll be joining us in just a few minutes. Um, but before I get on to that, um, I want to bring up a couple things. Don't forget to go to the, um, the nonprofit that sponsors this show, studentsforabetterfuture.com, and if you can make a donation, that would be great. Um, and your your uh, donations are tax deductible. And um, we are also sponsoring an essay contest for college age students. Um, it's on GoFundMe.com. Uh, the students will have to write a 1,500 word essay, and um, there's a prize uh, for that. Um, they will be receiving um, uh, the top winner in the essay contest will will be receiving, uh, if I remember correctly, it was $3,000 to be paid towards their tuition. Um, so if you go to the website, the main website, and under fu- um, foundation, you will see the, um, the contest there. And um, if you know of anybody who's age... 18 and I believe 25 and attending a two- and four-year university who would like to participate for this award, um, go to the website and and you have to fill out an application. And uh, Ruben, uh, we we have a a lot of stuff to cover on tonight's show. And this past week, um, I want to bring up the topic with the New Jersey pensions for one for just a few minutes, um, we know the state of New Jersey is bankrupt, and property taxes are high here and there's two things that are causing the property taxes to be high: number one is the pension system, number two is the Abbott and um, recently, Governor Christie was sued by the unions for the funding. Uh, into the pension, and um, I know Ruben, you were a recent resident of New Jersey, right? And, and Should I, I ask, in, need I ask why you moved? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it, 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 a lot of, had to do with the uh, the actual economic situation in, in the state of New Jersey and just whole, in the, the whole East Coast. Number two, uh, I lived in, in Milburn, New Jersey. Um, I was able to fight off three three assessments that would have actually brought the property taxes in in a in a typical two story well it was not two story it was one story uh and then a basement um a ranch and and I would have been paying close to eighteen thousand eighteen thousand dollars uh a year well close to twenty thousand dollars instead I ended up and, and how house. many? What's what's the acreage on that? By the way, it was the, the lot was uh, I think it was one point five. You know, one point uh, five was, acres. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And but okay, the, but the area. I mean, it was we had more. The backyard was huge. I mean, we could have built two. Another house in the back, but I fought three assessments, and I won all three of them. And um, I ended up selling the house, and the taxes when I sold the house was were ten thousand dollars, close to ten. So, do not a lot of people know to go ahead and sue, like you did? Uh, I. I well, I think it's it, 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 it is a lot of work. Taxes? 
it's a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I, I had to do research on on com, uh, do a comparison of the neighborhood in general, what what each each house had, and then compare it to me. Then I had to pr- basically go to the to the to the to city hall, get more information regarding when they when the house was purchased, what what upkeeping have they done. It, it took me about six months to do it the first time. So most people, okay. well, most people probably say, "The hell with this! I, I'll pay it. I, I don't have time for this." And that's they're counting, the state, the county, they're counting on people just giving up. I, I'm very persistent. I'm not. I wasn't going to give up. I was going to fight it, and I'm glad I uh, that I that I fought the. Uh, uh, I fought a good fight. Um. So. So now, the, uh, Governor Christie, who has his, uh, he's running for president, okay, and um, now he has this on his record too. And the union sued him, and he, he lost. So, New Jersey property right. taxes are going to continue to go up. Have to get right, the money from I, somewhere. To you know, I blame, I blame, I blame the high property taxes on the Democrats in the state of New Jersey. I do. Uh, not, not on Governor Christie. He's been, he's been they're fighting. They're not Democrats, Ruben. Ruben, they're Democrats. A Democrats, <laughs> yes. That's right. I'm glad you corrected me uh-huh. on that. Or, or and the Republicans. I believe, I believe because a lot of these counties, like Essex County where Melbourne is at, um, and some of the, uh, some of the uh, Hudson County, all these counties are basically controlled by the Democrats. They impose these 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 taxes, these property taxes. Now they claim well. Okay, they don't understand the fact that uh, when you have this, you you know the money has to come from somewhere. You know, and and a lot of the Democrats in the state, you know, they they don't see that the relation between the high property tax and their pension funds. Right. You know, a lot of people in general don't see that. Um, you know, and um, which go ahead. And they're, 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 they quickly go and blame Governor Christie, but when I when I when I when I appealed my assessments, my property tax assessments, I didn't go to Trenton to the state capitol to appeal. I went to Essex, Essex County, and in Newark. To appeal before a judge that works for Essex County. So this is a county issue. Uh, it, it is. And uh, aside from the pension plans doing this, uh, I do want to remind everybody uh, that New Jersey is the only state in the in the union that has the Abbott Law, and um, we're going right. to be talking about that next show. Uh, but I do want to touch upon what the Abbott Law is, and then um, I do believe we have our guest on the line, and we'll be bringing her up in about two minutes. Um, the Abbott Law um, is the uh, goes back to 1985, um, and it's right now I think it's 31 districts in New Jersey that are considered Abbott, and you know that they. Um, um, there are districts in New Jersey that are provided remedies to ensure that their students receive public education in accordance with the state constitution. And they were created in 1985 as the first ruling of Abbott versus Burke in a case filed by the Education Law Center. What that is, folks, is a um, in the state of New Jersey, we have a formula. Um, and, and I don't know what that is offhand, but a percentage of the property taxes that come from the, the suburbs um, uh, 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 the property taxes from there is applied to school districts in the urban areas. Um, so it, what you have is the wealthier areas are um, funding the urban area school system. And um, each year that formula has a tendency to increase. Um, and, and there's been a lot of... Um, you know, uh, speculation on this. A lot of people say that that it certainly hasn't improved the test scores of the urban 
um, students, you know, and and uh, it's, the program has just been a complete failure. Um, and Ruben, I don't know, did you uh, did you know about Abbott? Oh, of course I did. Uh, yeah. The uh, a lot of the money, uh, the affluent towns in Essex County are the um, West Orange, um, Milburn. So a lot of the money that was coming from our towns uh, were going to Irvington, to Newark, to the to the areas that were basically um, considered to be Abbott districts. Um, and I, I don't ha- I didn't have well, a problem. You can ne- and and I, it's, I it's interesting. A- you can never you can never get off of the Abbott list once you're on. Let's say you right. get onto the Abbott list and and you do make these improvements, you can never get off it. Right, and and the sad it's part not, is that the sad part is that for students in 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 the, in the town of Melbourne, the cost of, of educating a child in Melbourne, New Jersey, which is one of the most affluent uh, towns in, in in New Jersey, was ten thousand dollars per year. In Newark. It was $21,000 per child. The result, Milburn was number one or in the top five in the schools, uh, in the ranking. Newer schools were ranked that last. So if you get providing all that money and the result is that the school system is at the end, at the bottom, then why do we keep giving money out? To these districts that are not producing and giving us good results for the you children. Well, you have a good point there, and I and I'm going to tell you um, when I was teaching in, in Patterson. Patterson, by the way, is a um, is an Abbott district. Uh, we as teachers never saw that money. Um, we spent a lot of it out of our own pockets. So right. what the taxpayers have to do is they have to to trace where the money goes and um, then make a decision on whether we should be funding this or not, you know? Correct. That's pretty much what, what it comes down to. Um, mm-hmm. But anyhow, I wanted to change the direction because we have our guest on the line. Um, and folks want to introduce you to her, um, uh, her to you, I'm sorry. And um, she is from the state of Michigan. Maybe it's a little bit better up there. Uh, and she is the uh, state director for the Ted Cruz campaign. Um, so, and um, folks, I want to welcome Wendy Linday. Wendy, can you hear me? I can. And how are you today? I'm great. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Ready, ready. Hi, Wendy. Roll. Hi. So hopefully, Wendy, um, from listening to the conversation we were having, maybe it's a little better by you guys up there with the property taxes? You know, um, it's, I don't, you know, we're going through our own tax issues in Michigan. They're getting ready. They're, they're trying to figure out a way to uh, raise our taxes to uh, fix the roads. But, you know, we, we're learning that, that really part of that, that fix is going to be going to fund the Medicaid expansion that everyone swore wouldn't cost additional money. And yet, um, you know, now we see that it, it probably will, of course, cost additional money. So we have our own tax issues, and I think every state does. Um, and that's part of why, you know, why why I'm involved in politics, why you're involved in politics, is because we really are, you know, as when the Tea Party started, you know, we're taxed enough already. So. Well, I, yes. I, 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 used, I used to travel to Michigan on business. I used to work for HP and um, used to travel to Grand Rapids, to Detroit, down mm-hmm. to uh, to uh, Ann Arbor, um, so you see the state of Michigan and especially the taxpayers in Michigan have to worry about Detroit, the city of Detroit, funding the education that's not not going anywhere. Also, Flint, Michigan, is another horrible horrible, horrible area. Um, so it, Detroit and the state of Michigan they have the basically the same problems when it comes to uh, the education aspect. Of, just like New Jersey, and just like every every um, major sure. urban. Well, you know, when you have a unionized monopoly um, that, you know, when press never has enough money, then um, 
then you know there's no there's no way that's going to end well. Right. So, yeah, I think every state has that problem. Yeah, yeah, you do have maybe a to, you maybe, do have a really maybe good, to a degree the entire have, country. Oh, absolutely. Go ahead, Ruben. Absolutely. You do have a great governor. I, I like Rick Snyder. Uh, I think he's 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 doing a really good job. I mean, I think he he uh, put his foot down uh, against the uh, corrupt administration of Dave Bing in in in, in the city of Detroit, and, and I mm-hmm. think uh, taking over taking over the school system. Uh, I, I'm not sure if they have or, or is that still in in, in the works. They did. They put in a couple of different emergency managers for the school system. Um, I'm not sure what the current state of all that is. Um, You know, Governor Snyder has done some great things for Michigan. But, you know, he kind of represents a warning for um, this election because in Michigan, you know, while Governor Snyder has done some good things, there have been several things he's come out on where he has not been – He's not been on the side of liberty and conservatism, and 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 um, he never claimed to be a, a, a an ideological conservative. But what happened was we had several good conservative candidates running, and the the vote was so fractured that he ended up sneaking through with about thirty percent of the vote. So um, in Michigan, that becomes kind of a um, a, a lesson, a, a real distinct and recent object lesson for conservatives who want a conservative president. So um, as, as we face a, a very crowded field uh, in this presidential election. Wendy, well, what do you said, think of a uh, – hold on. What, what do you think of a Ted Cruz um, uh, Donald Trump ticket? You know, I don't really know. Um, you, you know, I, I my focus is on Ted Cruz, I think, you know, there are some things that Ted Cruz uh, and, and, and Donald Trump have in common in terms of what they're saying, but for all other intents and purposes, they're very, very different different men. Uh, so we'll have to just kind of wait and see. Well, that sounds, uh, I, yeah. Go ahead, Ruben. I um, I, I like Ted. Um, I think he's been very consistent, which is unusual for a politician. When it comes to a lot of the issues, uh, mm-hmm. he, I think he was the originator. Uh, he was the founder of the illegal immigration narrative that mm-hmm. Donald Trump has taken over. But I think Ted, Ted Cruz is, is, is smart because he's he, he's basically laying low, waiting for everything to uh, to uh, proceed because eventually. I think at the end, uh, Ted is uh, Ted Cruz is going to, is going to be uh, up there uh, on top. I, I think again, right, right. The, the fact, the facts, the factors, are the the key factor in in my opinion, there's there's two: illegal immigration mm-hmm. and the nineteen trillion dollar economy that we're in, I mean nineteen trillion dollar debt that we have. Mm-hmm. I mean, whoever becomes yes. president in uh, in the next president of the United States, he's going to have to deal with those two issues right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and, and Wendy, has he unveiled a plan yet? For, to for deal with um, illegal immigration? Yes. You know, he he has a lot of, um, there's a lot of information out there. I don't, I don't know if, um, you know, he talks about the fact that we need to secure our border first. And um, and then we need to make sure that we're enforcing the laws we have, and then also make it um, an an easier process, a cleaner process for those who are here legally and trying to get their citizenship to get that citizenship. So I agree with you that um, that's that's a very important topic on the minds of people. I actually think there are three areas that any candidate who's going to win has to be able to be successful in, um, and with such a wide variety of candidates and so many candidates. It's going to be hard for them, for, for folks to, to, to be okay on all three. Number one, you have to be able to raise money. You know, Senator Ted Cruz, he raised the second, um, the second most amount of money overall in the Republican field and in that first quarter. And um, in, in terms of hard dollars, he raised more money than everybody, including Jeb Bush. 
So you have to have money. And, and you know, I, I know a lot of um, conservatives are very reluctant to, quote, unquote, fall in love with somebody who who is going to lose because they don't have the money or they, um, you know, are going to make a mistake or they're just going to, you know, ride a steam. But, but Senator Cruz has the money to be in it for the long haul, and he's being very wise with how he spends that money. Number two, you have to be able to, to – um, to win the media, and I don't mean win over the media because that's not going to happen, but you have to be able to engage and have conversations with reporters, be asked the tough questions, not falter, not stumble, sometimes not even accept the premise of their question, um, and be able to really handle those gotcha moments. And we've seen Senator Cruz over and over and over again. He's been on Chris, Chris Matthews twice. He's been on Katie Kirk. He's been on CNN, MSNBC. I mean, he has taken it to where he needs to go and, and stood in the fire and come out unscathed because he has such a great ability to communicate. So I, I think that he is the best person out there um, in, the, in the field to communicate to the American people through the media, which is essential if we want to win the White House. And the third thing is obviously um, – making sure that they stand for the right thing and have a proven track record. You know, he talks a lot about campaign conservatives. And, you know, all these guys are going to be personable. If any of your listeners go to see any of them speak, you know, they're all friendly. They all are good politicians. So that's what good politicians do. You don't run for president if you're not a good politician. So they're all going to come across as nice guys. They're all going to talk about, you know, the general issues and the platitudes and um, vary a little bit, but it'll be shades of gray. Where it really matters in my book is the proven record, is what have you already done to stand for the issues that we're talking about and it cost you something? What have you done or have you, are you just a campaign conservative? Yes, and also um, what is his plan for the health care? Yeah, you know, um, he thinks that it needs to be personable, or I'm sorry, personal, portable, and it need, we need to get the government out of the way of um, being involved between you and your doctor. So, you know, I know that he wants so to repeal So he would favor repealing it, repealing it. Absolutely, absolutely. And he then also, you what, know, he wants what, what, what would be the replacement? Well, I think there's some easy things you can do. You know, you let people buy insurance over state lines. You let it belong to the person and not to your job. You know, you have, um, there's programs um, called um, direct pay. And what it is is, um, kind of like, you know, putting the doctor on retainer, where for 50 bucks a month you can go see him for anything um, that is, you know, kind of a common occurrence. Uh, and then if you need something, you know, more done, then you can have kind of a catastrophic um, insurance policy. But the the whole point is that there's a lot of ways for the free market to fix our health care system without crashing and burning it, which is what um, what President Obama has started us on the path to doing. Um, folks, we do have a full line here. Um, there's a lot of callers tonight, so if you want to ask a question, um, you may do so. Uh, usually if you hit one, and that will indicate that you can ask a question. Um, but again, the line is full, so if you'd like to ask a question, just go ahead. Um, and the call in number is 646-915-8117. Go ahead, Ruben. Wendy, um, the the whole immigration issue, uh, as far as I'm concerned, is number one. Number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, I think one of the things that that conservative Republicans are looking for is someone who's consistent with the policies or what they intend to do. Mm-hmm. Um, now. And in, in regards, I agree with you in regards to the money. Uh, you know, Ted uh, has a lot of money. He's collecting a lot of. Also, something that hasn't been really portrayed in the media very much, but Ted Cruz is also getting a lot of ten dollars, twenty dollars from the oh, average. Yeah, yeah. So his, he, average, getting, his average, his average, his average donation is sixty-eight dollars, and he has donations for almost half of the zip codes in America. From almost half right. the zip codes in America, he has gotten donations. So his his um, support is grassroots and it's widespread. You're exactly right. Yep. 
uh, it seems to be he has done an effective job at um you, you know grassroots organizing. Yeah, because we he ha- is, have, he's, yeah. And, and just to speak uh, to Ruben's point again, real quick. Um, he, uh, Senator Cruz, introduced um, Kate's law, which would establish mandatory minimums for illegal reentry people who illegally reenter the country after being deported. I mean, and, and Senator Cruz has been firm and vocal about the issue of illegal immigration, and it's just another area that he's been consistent on as a consistent conservative. Um, folks, um, let me ask it. Uh, hold, hold on, Ruben. Do my my Californian friends want to ask a question? Because you're live on the air. Yes. Uh, good evening, uh, uh, Wendy. Uh, this is John Wesley Nobles. I'm from the uh, Socialist Republic of California. And, uh, <laughs> Where are you from in California? I, I am now in Apple Valley. I used to live down in the Locker Center. Uh, yeah, over the over the hill from uh, the Rose Bowl, okay. but uh, have relocated here since my retirement in 2003. Uh, I'd like to start off and say I have a great deal of respect for uh, Senator Cruz, and I believe we have some excellent candidates uh, in the lineup on the Republican side. And I have not made a decision yet. I did have a question. Senator Cruz is one of the co-sponsors on S-155, the Fair Tax Act, and while being a co-sponsor is not a requirement to being an advocate, uh, I was wondering if you perhaps see him uh, changing his position a bit on flat tax since he is endorsing as a co-sponsor a consumption tax. You know, I think, um, you know, he has talked about the fact that he's not against a, a fair tax, but a flat tax is the first step to that. Um, and, you know, and personally, taking off my Ted Cruz hat for a second, I have a lot of fair tax friends in Michigan, and what I've told them is the number one job of fair tax supporters is to make it politically marketable. And that's until that happens, and I, this is not Ted Cruz talking, this is Wendy Day talking, until that happens, you're going to have a hard time getting it passed because, it's, you know, whenever your your explanation is a paragraph and theirs is a bumper sticker, you lose every time when it comes to marketing and politics. And so far, the challenge, the most the most important challenge, is figuring out a way to get the fair tax down to a bumper sticker that they can't come back and attack easily. And that has to happen. And that's just my own perspective because I have friends that are passionate about the fair tax. And I'm like, look, this is what needs to be done to make it to make it work. So Senator Cruz knows that too, I would imagine. But we know the flat tax is a step in the right direction, and is much easier to um, explain and defend. I, I understand what you're saying, and 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 uh, do not disagree with your position on that. Uh, I I own the position that. Uh, the people in the fair tax movement haven't really taken sufficient uh, sufficient initiative to uh, to sell the fair tax. Uh, although we might uh, remind ourselves that in the first hundred days of Congress this year, that uh, HR 25 S 155 were number two and three ranked on the pop box polls in uh, all of 31. About 3,100 bills in Congress. Uh, right now, I believe they're ranked number three and four, but the salesman job has not been done. And uh, but I have a I have a little a little uh, qualm with this thing of taking this step and replacing uh, or trying to reform our income tax with another brand of income tax. I I think it would uh, personally. This is just personal opinion. That sure. it would probably set the uh, the fair tax movement back about ten or twenty years, but uh, we'll keep working, and uh, we're pleased to report that uh, in the nation we have ninety five percent of the people polled on Prop Box do support fair tax, and uh, even in California, as as left as we are, ninety six percent of those polled in California support it. So we'll work a little harder, and but I think. Uh, 
Senator Cruz is a good man. I really like his positions on uh, on other issues, and uh, uh, there is no question in my mind he's one of the one of the smartest people in the room. And uh, <laughs> I, I really I know that I you know read his credentials and. Uh, he's a terrific man, and and uh, thank you. Uh, he he stood with the Tea Party. Uh, he didn't waver, and uh, that says a lot for him. And uh, we've got some time left, and uh, I, I know he'll make a good showing. If he's nominated or not, I I see a place for him, uh, an important place for him. Thank you for yeah, answering the thank question. You. Thank you very much. Um, yes, okay. Uh, hold on, Ruben. We have one more caller. Um, my Washington friend, would you like to ask a question? Yes. Uh, hi, Doreen. How are you? This is Robert from uh, Annapolis. Uh, Annapolis, Maryland. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Well, I don't know if it's more of a statement than a question. I just was curious what your guests thought about Trump. I, I I don't know. I just have a little problem with him. I, I guess you could say I really don't trust him yet. Now, if he wins the nomination, I mean, pure and simple, I will vote for him. But uh, I just, I just don't know where to, to actually have, you know, where my feelings lie. I just think that he, uh, um, you know, he obviously he was a Democrat at one time. He certainly has voted or has done liberal things. Uh, when I listen to his speeches, yeah, there are a lot of uh, great little one-liners and certainly. Um, uh, you know, great, great lines and, and certainly jokes and everything else, but I don't, I don't see any substance whatsoever. Uh, and I'm just curious what your guests thought about him as a true yeah. candidate and a, a trusting candidate. You know, I don't really know either, and it's been an interesting thing to watch because at first, you know, everyone had kind of their guesses about what he was doing and was he running a really serious campaign, that kind of thing, and um. And then, you know, he started hiring some, some policy people. And uh, so I don't really know. But I can tell you, you know, I'm grateful that he's plowing the road. He's plowing the road for what we believe in. He's plowing the road for conservative values. He's, he's making it okay to be bold, to be um, an individual, a strong individual, to, um, to speak your mind. You know, we have such an attack going on right now on free speech. And every time somebody tries to whine about it, he just smacks them. And, and that's kind of it's so refreshing. It's like a tall drink of cold water for people. And so, you know, um, people like to compare Trump and, and, and Senator Cruz. And I think, I don't, Trump's a TV star, right? So, and Senator Cruz is a constitutional scholar who's argued nine times before the Supreme Court, who understands policy, understands, um, you know, foreign policy and domestic policy. And to me, there's very little comparison in terms of, you know, I'm just glad they're both talking about the same issues. But, you know, someone asked me, you know, why are you supporting Senator Cruz? Because I volunteered for Senator Cruz for a couple months before I got hired in Michigan. And I was working really hard for him, even as a volunteer. And they said, why are you, you know, out of all these candidates, why Cruz? And and to be honest, you know, my husband's in the military, and and you're from Annapolis, so, you you know, that's such a, a military town. My husband's in the military, and my son is currently deployed. And when I look at the field of candidates, I have to ask myself, who do I trust most with the care of my husband and son? And the answer is unequivocally Senator Ted Cruz, because he understands the proper role of government in America, and I believe he understands the proper role of America in the world. And both of those things are important. And I want someone who's measured, who not only is smart. I hear everybody say that he's the smartest guy in the room, and I think that's true. I've been in the room with him. He is the smartest guy in the room. But he's measured, he's thoughtful, and he measures everything against the Constitution, which is what we need our president to do. Um, And he's, like I said, he's thoughtful. uh, And he believes in the best in our country and in the best in people. So you're, you know, comparing a TV star who um, is kind of plowing the road to a senator who, like I said, has argued and won nine times before the Supreme Court for what we already believe in um, and is just quietly building this ground game, you know, active active ground games in like 14 states with all these grassroots volunteers and these leadership teams are rising up. I mean, it's amazing to watch. And, and I, like um, I like Cruz a lot, um, and I like yeah. and I like uh, 
uh, even uh, you know uh, Dr. Carson. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and again, if if uh, if Trump was to win, you know, fair and square, I certainly would vote for him. Anything's better than uh, the alternative. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about yeah. it. So, and we're just gonna have to wait and see. I think the overarching message, which you pointed out, is that people want someone who's an outsider. And what I like about Senator Cruz also, that I think, um, you know, it, it may be another kick in the box for him, is that he's, he's an outsider who knows what the inside is like. Because you can be an outsider, and I watch good politicians go to Lansing, you know, our capital, go to Washington, and in six months you don't even recognize them, right? Right, And so right. being an outsider and going there, you don't know what you're getting into to be honest, like I can't imagine you do, and even the senator is not going to know what it's like to be president. I just know such a different, a, a whole other level. But at least Senator Cruz has been in D.C. He knows what it's like, but he's put them firmly in the friend or frenemy zone, and not gotten sucked in. And and I think that is um, standing in that fire and standing strong to me is much more. Um, attractive in a candidate than someone who hasn't stood in the fire and we really don't know if they'll stand or not. We don't know. Right, right, right. Well, first of all, let me just say one final thing. Uh, Thank you, uh, your family, for their service. So I just wanted to thank Thank you for that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. Right. And, um, Uh, folks, um, we do have a heavy caller uh, volume in tonight. Um, And I know, Ruben, you wanted to ask something, so go ahead. Uh, first, no, no, then we'll go to, to our callers from Michigan, and then we'll go to yeah. Florida. Go ahead. Yeah, I just want to. I just want to make a uh, point. Um, just want to bring up Rick Tyler, who's this uh, communication senior communication for Ted Cruz. He's a friend. Uh, I interviewed him two years ago. Yeah, he's awesome. So, yeah, Rick. Rick is awesome. That, that was he's a great man. Okay, awesome. <laughs> um. Okay, so uh, folks, let's just um, our friends from Florida. Would you like to ask a question? You're live on the air. Um, okay. Hello. Uh, Hello. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're live, sir. Would you like to ask? Hello. Uh, okay. Okay. Hello. I think we lost the call. Um, Hello. Okay. So. Uh, go ahead, sir. You want to ask? Yeah. Go ahead. You're on the air, you sir. Hear? You want to ask? Yes, we can hear you. Oh, I'm on the air. Um, Ruben yes. knows me as Dr. George from Florida. Uh-huh. Go ahead. You want to ask can a you? question? Yes, I, I have to. Um, um, yes, first of all, I want to thank uh, Wendy and her family for for their dedication and service. Um, thank you. Yes, I I really admire Senator Cruz. I watched him on C-SPAN as the chairman of the Science and Technology Committee interviewing the second man who walked on the moon, Buzz Aldrin. Mm-hmm. And he listened he listened with enormous patience and it really reflected his his unrivaled intellect. I mean, it's there there should be no doubt that Senator Ted Cruz stands head and shoulders above every other candidate in this race. I mean, Alan Dershowitz said this was his most intelligent uh, law student ever at Harvard, ever right. in, in, in teaching at Harvard. And what impressed me most was his ability for restraint. Because I watched him chair that, that committee close to midnight working in the hospital uh, one night. And he waited until the end when Buzz Aldrin was describing these enormous plans, unrealistic plans of Mars missions going back to the moon and putting a a base on the moon. And Ted Cruz came out with a thundering question at the end, respecting this man's service, saying, we all know that you're an American hero astronaut Buzz Aldrin. But can you look in the camera, please, and explain to the American people what value they can derive from spending hard-earned tax uh, revenue to uh, go back to the moon and go back to Mars? Mm -hmm. 
And just the way in which he asked the question caused the entire panel to be essentially unraveled. And I would pay anything to see Ted Cruz debate in the two presidential debates. I mean, it would be a spectacle for the century. Well, I would Ted I would Cruz. encourage you then to go to tedcruz.org and you can make a donation because hopefully if, if enough people go to tedcruz.org and support the campaign, that will help uh, that will help move us down the road so we can do that. Because I think you're right. You're exactly right. The restraint and the patience and yet the firmness of policy and principle that you're talking about. You gave a wonderful example of what he has to offer. You know, the answer may be no. But it will be done with respect, and it will be done based on principle and not on a temper tantrum like our current president seems to do. Yeah, may I say may, may I say something that's restraining me from doing that? Sure. Ted Cruz has such a command of the Constitution more than any other candidate. As you correctly point out, he's a constitutional scholar. Um, he came out with something that's rather important that was, in my view not a prudent judgment. And okay. he might have rethought that. And I'm not saying even a brilliant man is going to be right 100% of the time. But when we exactly. had the issue when we had the issue of Ebola last year, mm-hmm. um, Ben Carson was the first out of the gate because of his knowledge of biomedical issues and supported uh, immunizations as mm-hmm. something that ought to be mandated. Ted Cruz came out with Rand Paul that really surprised me. Rand Paul should know better. But Ted Cruz came out with the constitutional answer that immunization should be up to the states. This is the one thing that's preventing me from really giving. Ultimately, if Ted Cruz is the the nominee, obviously we would vote for him. But the issue is you can't apply the constitution to to apply this and say it's a Tenth Amendment issue. Right. Uh, in terms of immunization, is, in my view, you know, uh, uh, and perhaps some of the people in California are going to uh, raise objections against my comments because they're going to say, you know, they're having problems with immunizations and immunizations are not safe. But when it comes to the next threat that's going to hit our country, as Vice President Cheney is saying, uh, that we are going to have another hit on this country. It, it's likely going to be bioterror, and I would mm-hmm. certainly like to see Dr. Carson somewhere on the ticket, whether he's at the top or, or, or vice president on the ticket. Um, well, I would me, very much like that really, Let me address right, that right, really quick, because I'm not sure it's a tenth of a, I'm not sure, I'll have to go back and research exactly what he said, but I know he did say that he's not, he, 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 supports, he supports the vaccines but not mandating them. And I'm going to tell you something. I have an 11-year-old daughter. And I remember a couple of years back when Gardasil was um, the latest and greatest thing. And they gave out, they were saying everyone should get Gardasil, every girl should get Gardasil, every girl should get Gardasil. And if they would have mandated my daughter get Gardasil, if the government would have come in and mandated she get Gardasil, girls died and were sterile from getting Gardasil. And so I don't know... I understand what you're saying in terms of um, wanting to be smart. And, and, and if you're in the medical field, it's going to be more personal for me. You're going to have a personal story on the other side of that. But for me as a mom, I am ultimately responsible for my children. And if I want them to be vaccinated, they should be vaccinated. And if I don't, then I don't know if the government, I don't personally think the government should be allowed to, to come in and you know, tell me I have to or take my children away because ultimately a parent has the fundamental right to raise their children. So I think that's where, I think that's, to me, that's the issue. Um, There's no question that Senator Cruz understands the the value of vaccinations and would encourage folks to vaccinate their kids, no question. But when you're talking about mandating vaccines, vaccines that may not be safe, like Gardasil, that's when I think we get into a little dicier territory. Well, I'm hope I'm hopeful right. that with with his prudent leadership of the Science and Technology Committee, mm-hmm. I would think he would listen and be an active listener with the oh, intellect sure. capable 
right. of understanding, and I'm sure he would get the best experts. Um, sure, and I think right. I, I really believe that our country would be safest with a Cruz Carson or Carson Cruz ticket, because mm-hmm. let's not forget that as much as Donald Trump is talking a good game right now, uh, he was against fighting Islamic terror uh, mm-hmm. when it was needed, when, right. when we right. all as conservatives supported uh, the war and that we had to uh, fight this terror. And mm-hmm. I'm not convinced, I'm not convinced that if he gets into the White House, that he's mm-hmm. going to be the hawk on, on, on Islamic terror, which, which if, it, if it manifests itself with, with the brutality of ISIS, that um, our country is absolutely going to be safest with Ted Cruz and Dr. Carson um, mm-hmm. and, and, and their, right. their abilities to, to, because Donald Trump, I mean, he's talking, he, he talks a great game, but whether or not he walks the walk, is mm-hmm. what I think that's the gentleman true. from Annapolis from Annapolis yes, has said, true. and we were still the jury is out on whether whether Donald Trump um, is has the yeah. character the character that I think one of the reasons we predicted at the last um, my wife and I looked at the debate and we said if um, right. we think that the, the pundits okay, are all so wrong the Cruz and Carson right twenty seconds because we got other callers go ahead. Yeah, Cruz and Carson were the ones that that performed with enormous gravitas at, in the debate, and, mm-hmm. um, right. and we thought that that Trump actually didn't perform as well as he he uh, you know praised himself as, as as performing in the debate. And, uh, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, hang on the line. Thank you so, so much for the okay. call. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. And um, I do want to go to our friend from Michigan. Uh, you're live on the air, sir. Caller 248. Uh, yes. Can you hear me? Uh-huh. Yes, you're Can live, you... sir. Yeah, if Ted Cruz would add one more thing to his war room and stand up and tell certain people he's going to stop this lobbyist problem we got, and all, mm-hmm. these jobs going out, all these jobs going out of this country, if he would stand up with Carson as a ticket, mm-hmm. you, wouldn't worry, you wouldn't have to worry about Trump. The people would stand up and vote. That mm-hmm. is the number one issue. All the rioting and all the stuff we got is people ain't got jobs. They're going crazy. They can't pay their bills. Mm-hmm. God bless America. God bless you, sir. Thank you very much for that's right. the truth and, about the, our um, economy okay, and jobs. Ruben, and, mm-hmm. Yep. And Ruben, I know you wanted to get in there. Go ahead, Ruben. Oh, you're up. Uh, I have to say, I have to say that again. Uh, people are are, are 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 getting. The media is trying to. The media is pushing. Pushing Ben Carson and Carly Fioroni. Uh, ben Carson has indicated on numerous occasions that he is for a pathway to citizenship for illegals. We have to really focus on the individuals that are consistent. You know, I, I hear Ben Carson here. Ben Carson. Ben Carson was another another one who's for mandatory vaccination. That just turned me off completely. I well, ben Carson, to... ben Carson is a good man who has a wonderful story, and he's from here in Michigan. So, um, uh, I, I, I don't disagree. Yeah. I don't disagree with that, Wendy. Uh, I don't disagree that he, he he's a brilliant, wonderful man. I just don't trust him. I don't. I just yeah. The one thing I've seen. The one thing I've seen. I think something that's giving you pause is it seems like, and you know, sometimes if you are an outsider. You know, you have to try to figure things out on the road. And so it seems like some of his positions, he's trying to figure out where exactly he stands on certain things. You know, I've heard him talk about, you know, and he's, tried, he's clarified the gun issue. Um, you know, I, I heard him talking about, um, you know, having employees um, kind of spy on their other employees and report them if they're inefficient. And, you know, there's certain things like that that I think he's just still trying to figure out where he stands on certain issues. Um, and, I, and I've heard several people say kind of what you're saying, that that gives them pause if you're going to be president, um, that you should know where you stand. But I think he's figuring it out, and, um, and, and what he is doing is he's energizing a lot of Christians who stayed home in 2012, um, and, so, and that's good news, too. So hopefully, you know, no matter who the nominee is, those Christians will come out and vote, um, and, um, and, and personally I, I'm hoping that's Ted Cruz. 
<laughs> well, Wendy, let me ask you, what do you think of a Ted Cruz Carly C. Arena? Well, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, um, I think Carly C. Arena is, um, she's another one who kind of seems to be all over the place a little bit. She criticized Cruz a while back, but that's all right. I mean, he just criticizes people all the time and takes it on the chin and, and just kind of keeps on, you know, he he, he, he runs the race put before him. So, um, I don't know. You know, anything's possible. You know, I, I like Nikki Haley, too. You know, I think she's great. There's a lot of great, great um, great people that could be a vice president candidate. Um, so we'll have to just wait and see how it shakes out. What What would be his position on Iran? We well, he is obviously a, he's against the Iran deal. Um, in fact, most people who are sane and or have read it um, are against it. And actually, they're having a big rally um, in uh, D.C. on I think it's September 9th. Um, to stop the rally, uh, Glenn Beck, Tea Party Patriots, um, Donald Trump, and Ted Cruz are all coming together. And I heard, who else I hear today that's joining them? Um, I can't remember, but there's more and more people that are kind of signing on to attend this rally to um, stop this Iranian deal that is just terrible, terrible, terrible. And, and what Ted Cruz has said is that if we approve this deal, if, if 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 President Obama does this, it will make us, by giving money to Iran, who is a top funder of terrorism in the Middle East, we will be the top funder of terrorism in the Middle East and, and, and terrorism that's killing our own soldiers. So obviously to me that Iran deal and the idea that that's even possible is deplorable to me as a military family and it's 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 ter- it's, it's just it's unconscionable that we were, that we would even consider that. And also, let me ask you, how does, um, you know, with Trump being in the race now, okay, before it seemed like the media used to attack um, Ted Cruz. Now mm-hmm. it seems to be like they're going after Trump. Mm-hmm. Is seeing that like a blessing in disguise? Well, kind of. You know, it's always nice not to be attacked. Um, you know, and it's allowed us to, to get down into the ground and, you know, um, if you're doing the hard work, politics is not glamorous. People might think it's glamorous, but it's not glamorous when you're, you know, working 20 hours a day and you're going from, you know, little tiny group of people to a little tiny group of people, and then the groups get bigger and bigger and bigger. There's a lot of planting and watering and fertilizing of ideas that go along before people, you start to reap that harvest of, of, of supporters and votes. And Ted Cruz, you know, when he started, when he ran for Senate, when he decided to run against um, the, the richest guy in Texas for Senate, his um, chances or approval rating was two percent with a with a three percent uh, margin of error when he started that race, and he won. So he knows what it means to work hard and to do the the, the hard things that it takes to um, get where he wants to be. And so I think this has allowed him just to concentrate on that. And, and that is a blessing because the American people are getting to know him. And unlike other candidates, the more you get to know Senator Cruz, the more you like him. And the more you hear, the more you like him. You're not going to hear any weird things about, you know, mandatory immunizations or, you know, um, flip-flopping on certain things. Um, he kind of knows where he stands on everything. And, and the certain times that he's changed his mind, it's been with thoughtful um, thoughtful new information and and he explains that to the folks so they know why and what he's thinking so um i love that about senator cruz uh yeah. wendy go ahead ruben uh, you know I, like i said i interviewed rick tyler and uh, i haven't sp- spoken to rick in, in a while but uh can we make it happen um uh bringing in uh senator cruz to to our, sh- our radio show? I mean, he can come on and uh, anytime. We'll work around his schedule. <laughs> That's way yeah. above my pay grade. Um, but you never know. Well, I think Rick would be the guy to contact for that one. All right. So uh, um, well, I'll definitely get in, I'll try to get in touch with Rick. Sure. Um, folks, the line is full, and I do see some of you who do want to ask a question. Um, we'll go back to my California friends. Go ahead, you're live. Hello, I'm not sure that uh, yeah, I'm well, live. Doreen, I, can you hear me? Thank you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, John, is that you again? You, you can Go hear ahead. me okay? Good. 
Yes, you're uh, great, live on the air. Great show tonight, great discussion, and uh, uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Cruz is a good candidate. I said that before. We've got other good candidates in there, and uh, uh, we've got some time to go, and uh, I think he's running a good, clean campaign. We've got Carson's a good man. Uh, uh, Trump certainly is bringing a lot of a lot of interest around the country, so uh, we'll see what happens. You know, um, let me let me just let, let me just say something real quick, Doreen. Um, I agree that we have a lot of good candidates. But I honestly am going to make a plea that you don't wait and see what happens. Because here's the reality. If we wait and we splinter the vote and we don't coalesce around the best conservative that can win, then we will end up with Jeb Bush elected. That's already in the works. And um, I, I don't want that for our country. Our country can't handle it. And Jeb Bush will lose to the Democrats because he doesn't offer any reason for the 38 million Christians that stayed home in 2012 because they weren't registered or they didn't show up. He offers nothing to get them to the poll. So to me, if we don't coalesce around one candidate and stand strong with a candidate that has the best chance of winning, we are going to lose. And you can wait a little while, but don't wait too long or this opportunity this opportunity we have to elect a consistent conservative who will um, honor our Constitution and undo uh, the illegal um, acts that President Obama has done, um, that, that will slip away. And there is no better candidate who will be able to go into office and that first day you know exactly what he's going to do because he tells you what he's going to do. So I would implore people to not stay on the fence and not wait it's okay to commit to Cruz because he is in it for the long haul and he can win and he will be a wonderful, great president to represent our values. People want to find out more or pledge your support or volunteer, go to tedcruz.org and sign up. I mean, that's, that's my last pitch, I believe. It's, uh, I believe it's, it's yes, an it's urgent done. matter. Yes. Um, and, and, folks, uh, Wendy, what's that website again? TedCruz.org. TedCruz.org. Okay, it's, it mm-hmm. sounds like things are really happening over there. Um, yeah, um, we are. We're, we have a ground game that's growing. We are building, and I mean, it, it's amazing to watch how, how this is uh, unfolding. And it feels like I remember what the day when we had the big tea parties in 2010, and we were, um, or 2009, in April 2000, was it 2009? Yeah. And we were um, April 15th, and all across the country, people poured out of their homes and went to their local courthouses or, or state houses, and they, you know, um, you know, protested against the, the tyranny that the government was, was imposing upon us. And, um, and that was a very special day. And I'll tell you what, being part of this election cycle, and especially being part of Ted Cruz's campaign, feels like that. Amazing. Um, okay, Ruben, we just have a minute and a half. We'll go to you. Well, I, I think the biggest challenge for Ted Cruz is going to be the establishment in, in Washington, uh, the Boehners, the Boners, the, the, the McConnells, you know, calling uh, uh, Ted Cruz a jackass, you know, uh, showed a lot of class because otherwise I would have, I would have, uh, given something to uh, Boehner or Boner or whatever his name is. So it showed a lot of class from, from Ted, Ted Cruz handling that situation. Yeah, I'm uh, not really worried about the political yeah. class or the Washington cartel. I think they uh, they have their hands full all on their own. Um, and, and we're not really worried about them because we're out talking to the American people. And, right. and, and, if, and if people like the way things are going in Washington, they like the direction America's headed, they like the, the Washington cartel, then, then Ted isn't their guy. But if they want change and they want something new and they're ready for to restore liberty and freedom to our country, then, then Ted is the candidate for them. Um, okay, folks, we're out of time. And um, I'd like to thank our callers for calling in and listening. And um certainly like to thank Wendy Linday. Um She's a state director for for the Ted Cruz campaign, and the website again is tedcruz.org. Correct? Yep. Yep. Um, Fantastic. Wendy. 
Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on, you guys. Absolutely. And we will definitely have you back. And, um, folks, uh, stay tuned till next week when our topic is totally about the tax structure. Um, And in particular, New Jersey and California, um, which, uh, you know, have two, two states that have some of the highest tax structures around. Um, and, you know, the gentleman's going to offer some uh, um, things that you can do. And I know Ruben offered one tonight. Thank you, Ruben. Go, go down yeah. and protest, right? <laughs> um, definitely, definitely. So, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about it a lot more next week. Yes. Um, and, folks, another great evening. Uh, until yes. next Tuesday. We shall see you then. Thank you and good night.